0: Welcome to Clydesdale Media Music, where we take a look at the top fives in a bunch of different music categories. We all love CrossFit, but I have a passion for music, and so I'm going to reach out to those in the fitness space and get their top fives in different categories all through music. Hope you enjoy this show. If you do, hit that like button subscribe to the channel and hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes come out thank you so much sit back relax and enjoy the show everyone welcome to a new show we are doing i know the backdrop says mindset it's because i'm here with my man phil but this is clydesdale media music music you say well share phil and i share a love for vinyl records, LPs, whatever generation you are, and whatever you call them. And so we are going to do a show um, and we're going to continue this on. We're going to do top fives and I'm going to have different guests on from all over the CrossFit space, but top five LPs of all time with Phil. Yeah. So, you, uh... We were starting to have a discussion right before we went live here. And Phil said, let's stop and let's have this discussion on the air. So I started telling Phil what my criteria was, but I have to admit I gave Phil no criteria. So what were, what was your thought process going into this, Phil?
1: Well, you pretty much, um, halted all of my work life for the last uh last four weeks since you <laughs> you gave me the task i have um i've been in i've been in uh, north carolina for the will adaptive games and um pretty much the two eight hour plane journeys each way was <laughs> was filled with uh so how do you what does he mean does he his greatest hits allowed was my birth first was my first question because finding your five best albums is is really tough because it's not your five favorite songs, right? So you can, so actually, potentially my five best albums, they don't contain my five favorite songs because usually if there's a great song on an album, the rest of the album is a bit uh, wishy-washy. So, so I had to, I had to really try to interpret what you were asking of me by my five favorite albums. So I went with, okay, what albums are there where you actually have every song you want to push repeat and you want to listen to it again, and you're caught in that dilemma between do I listen to that one I just listened to, or do I play the next one, which is another great song? So your 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 lack of information around the around the criteria for five greatest albums was really, really tough. It just left it so open.
0: so my my personal criteria was no greatest hits. And the only rule I gave myself is, and what's beautiful about records and vinyls is you put the needle down and you don't have to pick it up. It just, it just plays through and you don't have to, you know, what's great about albums is you can't hit skip, you can't hit fast forward. You can't hit rewind. So you get the whole picture that the artist wanted for that album And so that's kind of what the way I looked at it.
1: Yeah. And you can't, uh, you can't make a playlist. You need to, if the album's not good, then, then it might be, you don't put a record on just to listen to one song. You know, you put a record on to listen to the record. So it makes the, the, the importance of the album becomes everything. Um, which is, which is why uh, as an LP or a vinyl fan like yourself, I think that was, That was what motivated your task to me.
0: It is. So do we want to get started? We'll count these down five to one. But before we get into that, I have two honorable mentions that almost made the list. And what I found unique about these two are they have a very similar story. And that's why I wanted to just kind of point them out. And so my first one is, and people are going to think, man, this dude's a cheese ball. (laughs) <laughs> but this is this is one of my favorite albums um, of all time. I searched high and low for it. Finally found it, and this is again just an audible mention. But it is—I don't know if you can see that—a lot. Survivor, vital signs. So what's cool about this album is this is not from. They actually changed late lead singers partway through the band's life. And this is the first album with the new lead singer. So the guy who sang "Eye of the Tiger" is not the singer on this album.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So their biggest hit, "Eye of the Tiger," is not on this album. Okay. And this I find is a better album than anything the original lead singer did.
1: Right. Um, and never- I can
0: put it on. I can put it on cover to cover, uh, and listen to the whole thing and it is amazing and it's from i think like 1985 1985 but very hard to find uh because it it doesn't have the popularity of some of the other albums i'm going to show and then my other honorable mention and this one came really close to making the top five but also another album where the this is not the original lead singer okay one year after the death of the original lead lead singer they put out this album
1: okay yeah uh
0: acdc back in black yeah and the hits on this album back in black hell's bell shoot to thrill uh giving the dog a bone rock and roll ain't noise pollution uh you shook me all night long shake a leg have a drink on me all on this album yeah and the first album with brian johnson as their lead the lead singer most for, right? probably the most famous album um yeah. i think there are some acdc fans that are split people love the old bond scott stuff and i do too there there's some really good bond scott songs um but this album is amazing so, so those were my think. honorable mentions
1: let me dig into a little bit how you've how you've made your selection. So, <clears throat> so I was I found myself caught between nostalgia and what I actually like to listen to. So, so I found myself caught between how can like for example, the Beatles didn't make my list. Rolling Stones didn't make my list. I've been I've actually been on stage with Mick Jagger at a Rolling Stones concert didn't make my list. Led Zeppelin didn't make my list. Jimi Hendrix didn't make my list. And I found myself sitting there on the plane there going, how can you leave these guys out? Like, how, how have you not included? And there's this, did you not feel this drag to say, well, music, culture, or the right thing to do here is what's, what does the, what does the general population, what are the best albums of all time versus what are my best albums of all time? if that makes sense because there's a big difference there i found myself so conflicted behind how can you ignore that how can you ignore led zeppelin's second album how how can you ignore that how can you how can you ignore the rolling stones for example or sergeant pepper's uh, lonely hearts club how can you not have that in your top 5 like it, the conflict the inner conflict i've had putting this together has been uh, has been outrageous
0: I, I completely agree. None of my albums are people you just mentioned. Um, but I am not, I am not a music critic. I am. The, one of the reasons I want to do this, my other passion in life other than CrossFit is music. Yeah. I love music. I love that it takes you to places with memory. And like, if I tell you the name of a song, you can tell me where you were when you heard that song. Yeah. If I tell you a movie, you can't necessarily tell me memories that were going on in your life around that movie. No. Music no. has a, a different feel to it. And so my albums are what I listen to. Not what the critics believe are the best, not what technically is the best, because I am not a music um, theorist. I am just yeah. a fan of a passionate fan of music. So these are my personal beliefs.
1: Yeah, and, and, I, and I went with the same. All of my five albums, I have a very small story of different periods of my life. Some happy periods, some some albums that have got me through, some sadder periods of my life. And they're not necessarily, the, like you say, musical masterpieces, but they're, 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 they're albums that have importance importance to me and my life and relationships with people or relationships with family members and and uh I listened to music with <clears throat> with my mum. You know, my mum was uh my mum and I we were huge music fans together. Uh she passed away two years ago. So some of the albums there are purely memories from childhood of listening to it with mum. Do you know what I mean? And her and her influence on on my music, which ne- doesn't necessarily Stand the test of musical time, but it 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 has meaning to myself. Yeah,
0: yeah. So my question to you is: Were there any that almost made the list?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's <clears throat> there's four there's four that made that nearly made the list, um and they didn't make the list purely because they. For me, they they made wonderful, wonderful songs, but they didn't. The album wasn't there for me. Um, so I won't go through them. But Hotel California, Tracy Chapman, Phil Collins, Elton John and Eric Clapton. They're six of my fav- one of my, my my top 11 albums, if you like. Um, and they're, they're albums that for me have got three or four incredible songs, but they don't. Do the depth of the albums I've chosen, where every single song I absolutely love, uh, or have necessary. or don't necessarily have that connection to childhood or connection to family members or loved ones or, or whatever, whatever it may be. So, so I
0: had I had eleven,
1: and in the end, the five that won, the five that had the had the deeper meaning for me.
0: So, Hotel California makes sense to me. It's yeah. listed a lot of times uh, in the top, whatever. Um, yeah. what, what Elton John album? Um, I can find it. It's down here. Um, can I do that while we're online? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, our show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> um. And my, my guess on the Phil Collins is No Jacket Required. No
1: Jacket Required. Yeah, exactly. Oh dear, I've broken the rules. That's why I couldn't remember it. Because it's my... Uh, it's my... Uh, it's my greatest hits. That's why I've got it wrong.
0: I think the one surprise in that list is Tracy Chapman. Yeah. So I I love her. Yeah. Um, everything that's come out... I, I've never owned an album of hers. Uh, sure. So... so was it the fast car days or give me one reason days
1: yeah, it's uh fast car and her original album is Tracy Chapman and the album is called Tracy Chapman and um, <clears throat> and she um, and it's that album um, and it's it's it sounds very very strange but I trained to it which is which is oh, a very wow. very yeah it's a very strange thing but they i come a lot from the endurance world and a lot in the endurance world is actually, if you go, music can stimulate you to go very, very high, very, very quickly. So if you've got a three minute Fran type wad, you know, you need something that's going to go big, but if you're going to sit and hold zone three for four hours continually, you actually need music that calms your heart rate and keeps you in a zone and keeps you fresh. And Phil Collins, Tracy Chapman, that type of music is, is, it keeps me low while I'm training, so actually I've trained incredible amounts to to, to the <clears> Tracy <throat> album.
0: Yeah, you you bring up a sad memory for me because Phil Collins' No Jacket Required I own, but yeah. uh, it's not a great copy. I got it at a used record store, and the end of set, side two uh, skips so bad. I've cleaned it like three times and yeah. uh, so i need to find a better copy of that
1: yeah it's uh it's an incredible album it really is um, <clears throat> it's the album that um it's the album for, for, for me like we, we spoke offline before about the genesis uh the genesis albums and, and for me phil collins just always has i know does into the light was supposed to be his signature album and it never really took off and it maybe probably had one or two good songs there. Um, And Phil Collins and Genesis seem to just be, it's it's, it's, if you Google Phil Collins, you don't know if you're Googling Genesis or you're Googling Phil Collins or what songs from what album. And it's, it's, it's all, uh, he's, he's a little bit for me like Elton John, like he's a wonderful greatest hits artist. You know, he maybe has 10 or 15 of the, the best songs of all time but but for me phil codding's never made one album where every single song was just like bang you 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 hit that you hit that perfectly clapton for me was a little bit the same uh, which is probably why i ended up i agree on the
0: clapton uh i've been disappointed buying a few clapton albums where there's like two or three songs i love and the rest of the album is just okay
1: yeah that's it that's it if you don't agree on Phil colleagues i can see
0: that <laughs> uh i mean i can see that um i'm a big fan of i i was never a huge genesis fan when i started collecting albums i started picking up some old genesis and now i have i think almost every genesis album on vinyl great um and i can i can actually listen to those uh cover to cover um it's you're right it's probably not the best through and through but it's definitely listenable um cover to cover uh so yeah i mean i see what you're saying
1: yeah do we um
0: so yeah so i
1: think that um that it was uh like if we go really off if we go really off piste um i have i don't know if you've heard it john coltrane "The love supreme which is a, a jazz blues uh, piece. It's like a 30 minute, a 30 minute masterpiece of music, which if you're really in the right mood is, is, it's one of the most sold albums of all time. Um, and, and I have that down in the collection and, and there's just, just no, there's no, there was no connection to it for me. There was no reason for bringing it into the top five. So so how do we um how do we do this? Do we is it top five in order or have you got yours ranked one to five or is it just the top five or
0: I, I have mine ranked five to one right here, Lang.
1: That's a big
0: shit. So so let's start with five. And I'll let you go first. You're the guest. Oh dear. Okay. Um fifth
1: for me is Fleetwood Mac. Rumors. Um, incredible album, incredible album. The chain, the chain is my favourite song, um, and so I'm lucky here in that my um, look at the haircuts, by the way. But my um, my favourite song is on their album, and they're all they're all great, great songs. And I would have said that uh, even if we hadn't had the, the sad news in the last couple of weeks. Um, so so yeah, number five for me is it's Fleetwood Mac Rumors.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's one of the best story albums ever because of what was going on inside the band at the time and thus the name Rumors yeah. because there was as much drama inside the yeah. band going on as what was on that album and I think they laid it all out there.
1: Yeah, but they weren't talking. Uh, from, from as I understood it, they went in, they recorded, they recorded, they went off their separate ways, they weren't talking and... It was literally just like a football team that don't get on, meet, play the game, and then all go off in their separate directions. I think it's the fact that you can produce music of that caliber in that toxic environment is incredible.
0: Yeah, I think they spoke through the music. Yeah. And that emotion came out in almost every song. Yeah. So I will love that album. So my number five is uh, Billy Joel the Stranger um this one uh a big piece of it is it reminds me of my wife yeah um when i first started dating her um she's she's a little bit older than i am and she kind of introduced me to the older billy joel i knew glass houses um and and that era and she kind of took me back to older billy joel and now i i love it and i have just about every billy joel album uh yeah. except for the newest one yeah. but this has like moving out the stranger um just the way you are and then my wife's favorite song scenes from an italian restaurant uh Better which song. is a great story
1: yeah
0: i love oh go ahead yeah. phil
1: no sorry it's, it's a song stranger from italian restaurant is a, a, a story from the whole thing and i think every little boy can relate to meeting a girl taking her for dinner in that song you know and um yeah. it's an incredible yeah
0: and then only the good die young famous song and uh she's always a woman uh so that's a that's a pretty good start to finish album
1: uh, yeah uh really. that you don't have to
0: ever take the needle off the record
1: <laughs> no oh that's good that's good you know what's that what's that what's it called i'm i do the psychology and i can't remember it you know where you go for dinner and you have uh food envy you know and uh and oh. you already start that don't you i knew this would happen that you'll put yours up and i'll go yeah okay <laughs>
0: <clears throat> okay yeah. so yeah it's already happened for me too because fleetwood mac is that's an amazing album okay so i need to go to number four
1: I'm going to be a little bit left field here for number 4. I don't think many okay. people expect from me. But this is a this is an album I listened to as a teenager in my bedroom and I have um, huge uh, memories of mom and dad telling me I had to turn it off because of the language telling me it was I wasn't allowed to listen to it and literally having to listen to this on a tape recorded in uh in headphones because i got in so much trouble for for listening to it this is the greatest hits but it's there it's actually their straight out of compton album that i listened to buckets as a kid and i think if you look at how 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 much influence rap has now in in our world and it all stemmed from it all stemmed from this album it all stemmed from straight out compton as an album and uh, it's very left field for me, but it's it has huge meaning in my life and huge, I've listened to it incredible amounts of time and all I can remember is mum and dad telling me that's not music and you're not allowed to listen to it. And everything they're, they're rapping about and trying to find conformity. I remember being as a young a young teenager, trying to be rebellious, listening to them thinking, you know, them telling us to, uh, to cause trouble was, was very much uh, an influence to me. So, um, yeah very random i
0: know but uh great great album uh again envy i have straight out of compton Um uh, yeah. it's one of my favorite albums it's probably the first real rap album i ever listened to yeah um yeah. and big reminder of my first couple years in college um and yeah i mean before that i i had some run dmc in my life some vanilla ice some mc yeah. hammer but yeah but nwa took me to real grit rap for the first time yeah and uh yeah. an amazing album probably in my top 10.
1: yeah 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 and it's <clears throat> and i've ummed and hard about it but i just it's just those that childhood rebelliousness of having of being told you're not allowed to listen to it and, and absolutely loving it and and really having all of the family and me feeling like i was my own and unique by by listening to it because no one else liked it um so so yeah on on a tape deck on a tape recorder so this is
0: number four for me uh it is the original boston yes (laughs) great album Uh, it is this is actually a picture disc um version of it so that that painting is on the disc itself um and When I was in high school, when we were getting ready for my senior prom or junior prom, uh, that album was on repeat on the boombox while we were getting ready for junior prom. So it has those memories. Um, And at that point, that album was 10 years old and still being played in high schools on repeat. Yeah. Um,
1: It's it's the... uh, American Pie album, right? It's all the American Pie films are are based around Boston music, right? They've got three or four of the Boston that, that album in the oh, American yeah. Pie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's uh the the album has my favorite song long time. Uh it's got rock and roll band. It's very um autobiographical for the band as well. It's a lot of the stuff they were going through trying to make it as a band in Boston. Um And just a couple weeks ago, one of the guys I listened to on YouTube, uh, Rick Beato, uncovered um, their demo tape. Someone had found it in a trash can and they played it live. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Boston recorded most of this album in Tom's basement um, with the vocals being done in a studio
1: right okay
0: and so the demo is not that far off there were some tweaks and changes uh to what the actual album turned out to be and i think one song was cut and a new song was put in but just an amazing amazing experience getting to listen to that a couple weeks ago
1: that's incredible so
0: there's some there's actually some really
1: good uh i love the uh I love the usual there's the Howard Stern show where he digs in a little bit to how they wrote the songs and how they how they got people to how, you know how they ended up there and how they how he wrote the numbers and they do uh they do a great interview with the Black Crows. And um it's an incredible- it's an incredible story about how they wrote some of their songs and yeah, I won't go into that now, but it's it's interesting, isn't yeah. it, to hear what's on them and their original works. Right then, I need to do uh, my number three. Um, is again from childhood, uh, very much related to, to, to my mum. We she went to see him live, and um, my mum got to the front of the of the stage, and as he ran past, he rubbed her hair, and I remember being, I don't know, I remember being seven or eight years old and waking up the next morning and asking mum how the concert was. And her, and I remember, you know, you see your mum and dad as the sort of, I don't know, Superman and superwoman and they're, they don't have feelings and they're strong and they're sort of powerful. And mum was like, I'm never washing my hair again. And I remember it was the first time I saw the music fan in my mum. And I used to do shows, believe it or not, for my whole family where I'd stand on a stall and dance and replicate his dancing and his singing. And that is the, the Michael Jackson Bad album, <laughs> and um, I used to perform to Michael Jackson as a seven-year-old um, because Mum loved Michael Jackson. So I grew up, whether I liked it or not, listening to uh, listening to this album. Um, and it's maybe controversial now um, in terms of his history and where he is, but musically, it's the album we grew up to. And uh, and as I say, my the memory of Mum seeing my mom as a fangirl and seeing my mom as a person come home from his concert. Um, I went to see the dangerous tour as a, as, as a teenager. Um, so I've actually seen him as well. It's an incredible concert.
0: My favorite Michael Jackson song is on that album. Uh, dirty Diana.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's also uh, where it's-
0: slash slash plays guitar.
1: Yeah yeah he does. um and he, that live, I mean, I've never seen that live, but the videos of that live are incredible. <clears throat>
0: yeah. um, it's a, it's that. a great album
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, um, again musically you could uh, you could discuss whether it has a spot there but uh, but in terms of in terms of albums I've listened to most in my life and especially on vinyl, it was that one as a child
0: well that's it's actually kind of a perfect dovetail to my number three. I do not own a copy of it, so I can't show it. But not only is it my top, th- my third favorite album of all time, it's probably the number one soundtrack of all time. And that is the Purple One, uh, Purple Rain yeah. by Prince. Yeah. Uh, that album is cover to cover, an amazing album. Uh, it was probably, what, 1984, 85 when that came out and so i was a young lad and uh when some of the songs on that were a little more risque than my parents would have uh, approved of at the time so not only was it a great album um but it also uh what took me from boyhood to manhood uh in my early teens
1: brilliant album brilliant album and uh yeah. it's funny i have I have prince on the i have prince and queen uh, on the list down i David Bowie, of, of people that are a little bit out there. I just couldn't get them in. I think they're, it's, it's an incredible album. Um, what's your, what's your favorite song? Yeah.
0: Um, again, like, it's probably not like I have other Prince songs I like more, but yeah. as an album, it's great. And to know that like Prince played every instrument on that album and the story goes, he wanted to get a real effect of a live concert. So he recorded it in a warehouse to get the echo of a venue because, because most of those songs were played live on in the movie yeah. and to get the real feel, he did all that. And he actually recorded every instrument for Morris day in the time as well. The only thing on Morris day in the time from that movie that is not prince is more stay himself
1: really yeah. that's really interesting i th- i think i've heard that is it prince where you've heard that they he has the secret uh like locked cave with hundreds or tens of of unreleased albums that are just down there um is that yeah. that is prince isn't it where he has just like a, a is... locked musical cave which no one has access to um
0: well since he passed they have access to it and his family has released his family has released um i think two albums of that unreleased material since his passing
1: yeah okay great yeah that's uh that's pretty that's pretty big it's like um (coughs) it's like keith richard's guitar collection isn't it (laughs) yeah but well, we all know Keith Richards can't die. Uh,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So um, he was here before. He's time, got
0: WD forty running through his veins.
1: <laughs> it's incredible. Um, okay. Well, my um, my second, um, my number two, again, I'm not sure. Only a, a bit of a strange one is a is an album from from my childhood um I couldn't decide growing up whether it was her music or her I was in love with um but it's uh the classic uh Alanis Morissette Jaggy Little Pill one of the greatest selling albums of all time I think um and just just one of those one of those albums where every song is a number one hit um and it's probably her only album her other albums were were good um but it's it's the album it was almost you know you saw about the the albums that you you've listened to lots as a kid on it's, it's the album you can go to if you just if i'm just feeling a little bit like i need to pick up a little bit like something uh, you need a good sing-along you see it's it's poppy it's musical but at the same time it's deep it has meaning every song has a meaning you can relate to every song the the irony or the the real life-ness of relationships or whatever it is, whatever whatever your trauma whether its death or whatever, there's a song in there for you. But at the same time, it's sing-along. And I think the way she does that is it's an incredible album.
0: So that came out when I was in college. Um, To tell you how good of an album that was, I had three copies stolen. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and probably not a more angry album out there. No, because no, but, she put it all on that album,
1: but sing along, right, oh yeah,
0: but, and poppy.
1: you know not not um not not I'm against it, but not death metal smashing things up, you know, um it's it's like yeah, um fog hat, you know, like they do the same they it's is hard, but it's at the same time it's it's sing along,,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. Great album. Great album. Um, My wife was a huge fan of hers as well. And uh, I think every woman in the mid nineties could understand what she was talking about. And probably (laughs) that's why it's the, one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So my number two is actually my favorite band in the whole world. And in my opinion, they have three masterworks in their career and any one of them could have been this, this album at number two. Uh, but I picked the one that I like the most and that is just me personally. And that is U2, Octum baby. Uh, this, I would say their second of their three masterworks, uh, Joshua Tree being the first all That You Can't Leave Behind being third and Octoon Baby in the middle. Um, there's not a bad song on this album. And honestly, in when this came out in the early 90s, I probably wore out three cassettes because it was <laughs> in my car being played nonstop on my way to work, all of that. Um, and so uh just to give you a little hint uh zoo station um one one of the greatest songs of all time um who's gonna ride your wild horses uh even better than the real thing the fly mysterious ways um and probably the most underrated song they've ever done ultraviolet who's gonna light your way um i love that song um it's amazing and there's even more, uh, but it's written in cursive, and I don't have my glasses. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. And is there
1: is there is there is it is it musical? Is there a story behind it? Is it just just that's the album for you? Um, or is, is more behind it. I,
0: I I think it's just the album for me. I I saw that tour. Uh, that was the Zoo TV tour. One of the most ingenious. Uh, tours ever done Uh, they had cars on cranes that were the spotlights Uh, the headlights of the cars were the headlights Um, it was this big over-the-top pop kind of thing that they were they were making a statement about Um, and Bono was in perfect voice during that during that album and during that tour um, I've seen them in concert four times. Uh, and, and I'm lucky that I, that I caught him at good moments in his career. I, Cause he was a smoker for a while, quit smoking. And then his voice got better after yeah. he quit. Um, and so, and what I love about you too, is it's not necessarily about the perfect notes. It's about the feeling and the emotion of every song. And, uh, when I first heard this album, you have to remember they're, they're coming off of Joshua Tree and Rattle and Hum, which were very folky and yeah. very, like, a lot of acoustic guitar. And then this thing comes at you, uh, which was a European kind of techno vibe. And I was blown away. Yeah, Like, the first listen, I was just blown away. And that's probably something similar with this album and my number one the first time i heard it my jaw was on the floor yeah it was yeah. so different than what they did before and i loved it just as much
1: yeah yeah they made it work yeah it's um
0: <clears throat>
1: it's it's i i've never seen you two. um but again using uh speaking of 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 my mom um she's she was a huge geek if you if in her house, there used to be the tickets on the wall of all the gigs that she's been to in sort of frames and stuff. And um, and she would often say, I think they, I don't remember how often they saw YouTube, but she would say the same. She she always came home and either loved it or was sort of really under-enamoured, really sort of, it's not always that she came home and said that that it was a great concert. Uh, I do remember that. I remember him being quite, quite political uh, at one particular concert and between every song he was... You know pushing the political messages and and i think to a certain point people want to go and listen to the music um so it's i've always had a sort of mixed relationship with youtube because of that um but yeah it's a it's a wonderful album
0: yeah i can definitely see that and i think i just was i was lucky enough in life to not be able to get tickets to the the political ones yeah. um and uh, yeah i mean he there there's always a political message in everything you two does um Ooh, or yeah. religious message or whatever they they are very st- steadfast in their beliefs
1: yeah yeah and and, and I, I suppose that goes with being a fan right you accept that you you take that as uh as part of the part of the concept uh, or the show
0: <clears throat> okay right. drum roll Last
1: one. I don't know if you guys have even uh, heard this over that side of the pond, Um, but the the reason this made it to number one was because I actually grew my hair and had my hair for probably five years of my life like the lead singer. Uh, I don't look particularly good now, but I looked even worse, worse back back in those days. And um, they had such an influence on us and it was my group of friends at school and we listened to the album and all their albums we've seen many, many times and it's definitely Maybe by Oasis. And um, I don't, yeah, it's it for us as a, as young, angry teenagers um, with too much testosterone and not enough sport to keep us occupied, having having the music those guys produced at that time and the way they communicated it and the way they were their sort of the long jacket and the hair that came round and they just they just said you know a little bit in the ilk of of where NWA was maybe not quite as extreme there of that it was you're torn between being a good person and the rebellion of 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 bit the teenage years and and cigarettes and alcohol and 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 those sorts of sort of records that just said right okay you know it was it was our cocaine era um we weren't so much into the drug scene of the of the 60s 70s and 80s but but it was our era of right it's okay to go out and have some beers and and party and and it sort of opened the door for us to to behave the way we did we were never terrible but if you know what i mean it was sort of our party years and um it was yeah. always Oasis. and so it's the album that i think if i had to say the album i've listened to the most times cover to cover in my life perhaps not in the last 10 years but in in the over the last over the last 30 years it's, it's definitely maybe by oasis
0: so uh i definitely know oasis they they have made it over the pond um what what songs were on this album so i know kind of what era of oasis we're talking about
1: so it's their it's it's their first album so you have the second album i think morning glory is the second album and that's the one with like okay with, that's the one with wonderwall um and and the sort of really really famous one. morning you watch the story morning glory uh, don't look back in anger they're all the second album um okay. and the second album is was was a more successful album, and was probably uh, the, the album you guys would know. But definitely, maybe I don't know how many of the songs have would have made it over. But it's the it's what started us on on Oasis. It started our journey. And for example, I never saw them perform. Definitely, maybe in concert, it was always Morning Glory. It was always that was the that was always their showpiece. That was always the concert that that they did um and and yeah definitely maybe seem is a little bit for me the better album uh, musically um but is is uh is very under under thought about
0: well i'm gonna have to pull that up on spotify and give it a listen this afternoon
1: do that do that i'd love to hear what you what you think of it yeah
0: because i, I really love oasis i love um but a funny story is i just I love the movie yesterday. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen that, no, I but it's, it's a story where it's, it's a world where the Beatles don't exist, but there okay. are, there's like one guy. I don't want to spoil anything more. There's one guy who does know the Beatles existed. And so he right. starts playing their songs and he becomes uber popular because he's playing their songs and nobody has ever heard of them before. But what's funny is as he goes along, like all of a sudden Coke doesn't exist or whatever, but uh, he goes to, to play an Oasis song and people are like, never heard that. And because the Beatles never existed, Oasis never existed.
1: Oh yeah. There's not one without the other. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 I, think, so I, thought, tra- I
0: thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I think you can trace
1: um most modern music um through if you if you take rolling stones and the beatles and put those two together you can pretty much (laughs) you can pretty much go out anywhere across the musical scene and uh, i think yeah i think they're the two probably the two biggest influences on modern music
0: yeah and i would say oasis is very influenced by the beatles oh massively. Um,
1: massively yeah it's
0: like if the beatles stayed together for five more years it would have been what oasis was putting out
1: yeah, I think I think the Beatles are uh, it, it's the Beatles with anger. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think we grew up and we had our mum and dad would listen to the Beatles and you'd have the Beatles on at home, and then the Oasis came along and did Beatles music with aggression, with anger, with with attitude, and talked about modern things. You know, uh, particularly sort of. John Lennon went very spiritual, very um, peace loving and harmony and very hippie esque. And, and Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher came along and said, uh, great music. I'm going to Nick your riffs. And then I'm going to say, let's have a beer and let's go out with some friends and let's have a good party with it. And I think that was the, the differentiation between the two.
0: Yeah. I love it because the Beatles broke up when they got angry. Well yeah when the anger came they they kind of broke up and yeah yeah it's funny, there's an interview
1: recently with Paul McCartney on uh, um and, and and of course you've only got his side right you've only got his side as to as to what happened and you can't ask you can't ask John Lennon where really I think the Beatles broke up because John Lennon fell in love <laughs> you know I think that's I think that's essentially what what happened um and he had a very Have you Sorry.
0: have you watched the documentary uh the let it be documentary it is it is the first foray into reality television the beatles (laughs) allowed cameras into the studio they had microphones in the flower pots on the table and you get a it is the last album they did together and you hear all of the fights and all of the now it isn't it is a very long documentary it is like every bit of eight hours long um but uh definitely well worth the sit down um to kind of see where they all were
1: i think you do that like look at the stones documentary or the zz top zz top like, incredible band would have made my list if they, they just don't have an album for me um but that would do it but but you look at those documentaries and, and they 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 say, you know, we're a band for 30 years, we're brothers. Of course we fight, of course we fall out. And I think what what's sad about John, John Lennon's death is that I'm absolutely sure they would have found it together again. You know, they would have figured it out some years down the line, like all the other bands do. And, you know, the brothers of Oasis, they fight, they fall out. But that's part of being a play to piano, as we talk about on the mindset, that's part of being passionate, is that you fall out and then you get back together again
0: and well, I'm sure they would have because George Ringo and Paul had did things in the 80s together.
1: Yeah.
0: They just didn't have John anymore to do that.
1: No. It would have been great to see. So, so uh, let's not go back anymore. What have you
0: got? All right. So the first time I ever heard this album I told you my f- jaw was on the floor. And to give you just a little bit of history when I was in high school I didn't listen to a lot of hard rock. I was an alternative Depeche Mode, Eurasia. I was into that vibe in high school, very artistic, things like that. And so when I got to college, I learned about rock, hard rock music. And I'm a huge fan of melodic hard rock. Not thrash hard rock, but a good, good melody to it. And this album opens up with a guitar. The pick being pulled down the strings, and then a really, really rocking bass riff. And if you followed my show for any time at all, the man is sitting right there, has been there for every episode, and it is Van Halen. Whoop. Van Halen won. Yeah. The first album out of the gate. The first song running with the devil i had never heard anything like that before in my life and uh, it turned me on to van halen and i became an immense van halen fan they're my second favorite band in the world um and i like both iterations um i think it's just it's almost two bands uh but the first one out of the gate With Running With The Devil, You Really Got Me, Um, Ain't Talking About Love, Jamie's Crying, Uh, Feel Your Love Tonight, The Ice Cream Man, it goes all over the map for sounds and um, when you go from Running With The Devil in that intense bass riff to Ice Cream Man about a guy who's delivering his ice cream pops around town um, it is from one extreme to the other, but all enjoyable and all very listenable, and um, and yeah, it changed my life. It really, truly did. The first time I heard Van Halen, I it got me into that melodic hard rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's it's pulling it off, isn't it? It's being able to. If you look at, I think every album that we've had and we've talked about today. Um, it spans different different types of music doesn't it It spans different types of uh of messages and um and he pulls it off very very well
0: yeah what i probably my favorite part of the album is that and what van halen doesn't get credit for is the harmonies um their their bass player mike anthony puts in harmonies into music that makes it just different it sounds different it sings different um and so yep that's my number one
1: van halen what an album what an album it's funny i've got a i've got a list up here on the left and this is out of like i don't know what i said to you that conflict i had of of people that i have to try and mention during the show because i don't want anybody to be offended by my five if that makes sense (laughs) and Vane Halen's on the list there which is incredible um yeah it's uh it's uh, yeah it's
0: uh well the fun part of this is this was our top five yeah. this was mine this was phil's we would love to see in the comments section what your top five albums of all time were um, because this could span just depending on your taste the spectrum of whatever those those are. Um and my musical taste goes pretty far from one extreme to the other. And um and that was my mix. But I'm excited. I'm super excited uh to see what your top fives are out there. Um tell us why tell us why we're wrong.
1: Tell us why we've got it completely yeah. up and down. That would be we'd love to hear that. Um there's one album I have to mention before we go um and it's uh <clears throat> and i couldn't find you had the honorable mentions i actually had six and if i'm being completely honest with you i had six before i started the show and i had to feel i decided i was going to play the piano i'm going to feel my top five i couldn't decide and uh the one i didn't include in the top five was uh films about ghosts by counting crows which i think is uh it's a, it's an album which I only found inside the last five years or so, and it's uh it, it's friend of the devil is one of, if not my favourite song. Um, second time I've said that on this show, um, but, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, an incredible album, and so that's a, a, a notable mention in that it, it didn't make the final five. It was in the top six for the, for the show, but didn't make it.
0: Uh, I love Counting Crows. Um I didn't realize I love them till I saw them in in concert.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh they did a double billing with Live. Um and I was a huge Live fan. And um so my wife and I got really good tickets to go see Live. Live opened up the show. Counting Crows came on. We're like, well if they're good we'll stay. Yeah. Yeah, we stayed.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, you would have done it. Yeah, they, they're incredible. <laughs> they're incredible. And, uh, it's just that comp it's, it's complex lyrics. It's, it's strange with meaning. It's so, you know, as, as, as everybody knows, my, my background is psychology. I follow. And and when you, you listen to the, the depths of their songs, they, they come across very poppy, very, very high and poppy, but actually they have the depth of, they have a real depth to them, which is, which is not often, um, yeah, often, understood so yeah love the it, it brings
0: up a, it brings up a good point for me because um to me the kind of crows the more you listen the better they get
1: absolutely absolutely
0: yeah. yeah and and there are there are just a handful of bands that are that way that the more you listen to the music the more you understand it and the more yeah. it speaks to you and the kind of crows are just kind of that way
1: yeah i think initially you think it's poppy and you think um and you think it's poppy, high, you know, high, not high tempo, but almost folky country, maybe in between rock. Not quite sure where to put them. Indie? Are they indie? Are they are they rock? Are they pop? Where Where are they? And and it's catchy, but that's about it. And then when you actually listen to the music and you hear it three or four times, like Holiday in Spain, is an incredible song. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, so I think that's um, just I needed to mention them
0: yeah and i I would put tracy chapman in that same category
1: yeah yeah she um absolutely it's hard to put them somewhere isn't it
0: yeah like first listen you're thinking oh this is a nice pop blues album and then the more you listen to it the more you're like you know what that she's saying a lot here
1: yeah they are there's there's meaning behind it um so it's uh it's difficult. It's difficult. I'm, uh, I could talk all day. We've, there's so many people we haven't talked about or mentioned. It's hard. We should do a top five songs at some point.
0: We should. Um, well with this, we're going to say goodbye, please, please tell us why we're wrong. And, and more than that, tell us what you would have put as your top five albums of all time. And any suggestions for topics and categories in this in this thing we're doing now with music um, top five rap albums, top five rap songs. We can do all kinds of genres, all kinds of and we can even make it go with crossFit top five training songs. you know so, I think the the this is endless and um, unlimited. so I'm super excited to kind of dive down this road with my second passion in life. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Media.